Welcome to this week's episode of the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we're redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and I'm just super excited about this week's episode. I feel like it is going to be such a blessing to us all. It's been a blessing to me, um, and so I can't wait to share with you all. Um, first and foremost, I always want to just thank you all. I really appreciate each and every one of you, my new listeners, my faithful listeners, just every every person, every woman that just takes time out of her busy day to listen to this content. My hope is that it's valuable, that it's adding value to your life. That is the goal here is that anything we do, anything we give our time and attention to, we have to be making sure that it adds value to our lives. If it's not adding value, then it's we don't need to give our uh, valuable time and attention because we wear so many hats. We have so many responsibilities and just even taking 40 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour, 30 minutes out of our day to listen to a podcast, to watch a video, to, you know, to scroll on social media, to whatever it is we may do in our leisure time. Let us just be sure that it's valuable. But I do thank you all because you're valuable. You, as a listener, you're valuable to me. Uh, whether you listen to only this episode, if you listen to every episode, if you listen to a couple episodes, it doesn't matter. It's valuable. You're valuable. Every time I see that um, someone has um, played an episode, streamed an episode, um, it's what keeps me going. You know, it's not easy to continue to get up every week and to, you know, to to speak uh, in front of people that I don't know, people I may not never know and be so honest, open and transparent. So you guys keep me going. You encourage me by just listening and tuning in. And of course, as always, if you want to connect with me, if you have any personal questions um, or anything, you know, always, always, always feel free to hit me up at purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com or go to social media at Instagram, hit up your girl, Janelle Renee underscore uh, underscore one. So yeah, um, just wanted to put that out there because I just really um, do appreciate it's going on the third month um, that we've been in this season. And I'm just very um, excited because I didn't even know how this would look. I didn't even know what was going to happen when I started doing this because I really didn't even want to do it. So it has just been a blessing to me and God is faithful. Um, but this week's episode, um, let's because I just really want to get into it, is called Believe the Fruit. My goodness. And it's called Believe the Fruit because we hear that saying, that cliche, uh, when a person shows you who they are, believe them. But for real, for real, do we really stop and consider what that means? Do we really even take heed to that? Because I can say from experience, I haven't always. I know the cliche and I know the meaning of it, but I haven't always applied it. And so this week, we really got to, we get really got to just sit down and unpack this. We got to talk about this because why is it that a lot of us are struggling with this? Why is it that we clearly see what, who a person are based on what they, what they do, right? Um, we know the other saying action speaks louder than words. And, but so many times I can always only speak for me, but I do know other people who have, um, had the same experience as me where we get so caught up with what a person say, or maybe it's not so much of what they say, it's, it's what we want to believe, right? And so we got to really unpack this and really sit down and analyze this because this also really is a reflection of our of our worth and what we feel about ourselves and our identity. Because truly, 
when a person shows us who they are and it's not someone, it's not one who they're really presenting to be, it's not someone who is adding value to our lives, it's not someone who is benefiting us in a healthy way, then we should have no problem walking away from that situation. But truth be told, a lot of us don't walk away. And so, um, again, most of these episodes is just really stemming from an experience I've had earlier in the week and just my experiences with this firsthand in general. You know, anything that I talk about in this podcast is always experience based. It's not what I heard. It's not what somebody told me. It's not what I read. It's always going to be what I experienced and then I I will normally filter it through um, the Bible, but it's always really what I actually went through. And so I've struggled with this for a long time because I think it also goes hand in hand with people pleasing, which is another thing that I struggled with for a very long time. But this thing in particular hit me hard this week because um, I I had experienced a situation with a person Now, this person isn't necessarily somebody who's uh, close to me personally, but this this person is somebody who I have what we can say a business relationship with, if you will. So even with a business relationship, as all relationships, the foundation has to be trust, right? You don't want to have a partner or a business relationship that you don't trust the person, you know, that you're constantly, you know, having having some kind of paranoia or some doubt or, you know, thinking some, you know, um, negative uh, thoughts about this person because you don't feel they're trustworthy. But at the end of the day, we have to pay attention. We have to pay attention to the things we feel. I think too many times we dismiss our feelings. So, boom, just to, you know, try to just really get to the gist of it. So... This person and I have been in this this business relationship since about May of this year. And it was already uncomfortable to me from the very beginning because I already was dealing with trust issues. And I'm dealing with trust issues because in my experience, in my past, I've just had a lot of broken trust. I've had a lot of experience with people who have disappointed me, let me down, lied to me, betrayed me, you know, betrayed my trust, all of the things. Whether it was in a romantic relationship, a friendship, family relationships, I've just experienced a lot of distrust, well, mistrust, which created a lot of distrust in me. So off the out of the gate, as much as I'm trying to work through that and counseling and stuff, you know, I have to be honest with myself. I still, you know was struggling with trust. So the idea of getting in a business relationship, especially one of this type, because it really is um, around money, that was very uncomfortable with me. That was uncomfortable for me, I should say, um, just because I don't, I didn't like the idea of getting into a business relationship of this magnitude with someone I didn't know personally, beforehand or haven't had the opportunity to really vet them myself. They were recommended by someone else um, only because I had to make a decision. I had to choose someone to fill this role and I didn't have no one else that I could have chosen to fill the role at the time 
or at least is what I believed. So I felt like I was really put in between a rock and a hard place where I had to make this uncomfortable decision and it was a very important decision and it had to be made. So that left me with what I felt like was no choice. So I made the decision and I did what I could to try to ensure that um, it was as comfortable as it could be for me. But just from the very beginning, I it, I never had peace with it. I'm just going to keep it all the way 100, like just period. It didn't matter what nobody else said, how somebody else verified that person, vouched for that person, all of that stuff. It didn't matter to me because it, it just didn't sit well in my spirit. However, it could have been just the fact that I have trust issues or it could have just been the fact been the fact that I, I really didn't want to be in this type of business relationship in the first place. So needless to say, got into it early on, this person displayed uh, characteristics that I kind of like had to raise the eyebrow to, especially because this person has is a professional. This person is, um, you know, ha, you know, really, you know, is um, has has a lot of credentials, have a lot of professional credentials, you know, has, um, you know, is in, in is in a business profession, you know, um, has experience, you know, you know, has all the things on paper. Let's say that. But when, see, here's the problem. A lot of times people think credentials is much more important or is enough. And that's not the case because credentials is only paper. Credentials only say that you went to school, you completed a course, you completed a degree, you you got a license, you passed some kind of exam, whatever the case may be. But it don't speak to your character. You can still be like a shady person. Like you can still be an immoral person. You can still be an, an, an unethical person and have credentials. Um, so, anywho, this person, as much as somebody really, um, like I said, ve- verify and you know, really um, just like like played this person up, you know, and, and vouched for this person. It was like what I started experience from the very beginning rubbed me the wrong way because this person had poor communication skills. And so when we when we got into the agreement and made the initial business agreement, the next step was because we didn't know each other really prior to it was for us to sit down to discuss things um, personally to you know establish a relationship establish the foundation establish you know the expectations and all of that well after this initial meeting when i first met them and we and everyone agreed and we were going to actually just get into this situation i didn't hear from it's like the person went ghost like and i thought that was where really odd because i'm like we just had this meeting. You told me that, you know, in a few days or whatever, or by the next week, that we was going to, you know, sit down. We was going to have lunch. We were going to discuss all of these things we need to discuss, go over all of this business and all of that, and establish just really a personal relationship because we both agreed that it was uncomfortable and it would be, you know, very uh, challenging to try to, you know, do this type of business, have this business rela- partnership and, and not have no real uh, relationship. So that's what the expectation was. That's what their agreement was. However, like I said, after this first meeting, we met each other one time, you know what I'm saying? And then 
that was it's like she went ghost and I was just like okay this is weird um especially for you to be a professional especially for you to be someone who um it should be held to a higher standard, should have a higher standard, you know, of professionalism. Um, that would be the expectation for what this what this person does, you know. Um, and so I, I thought that that was very odd. So I had to continue to, like, contact the person who uh, put me in contact with her, contact other people, you know, all these other stuff to try to figure out how to get in contact with her because she didn't give me no contact information. She had my information but never reached out. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like, um, what's, why have I not heard from her? You know, I need, I need, I, I need things done that she is supposed to be, um, that is what she's here for, that she's supposed to be able to execute and get and do. And, but I haven't, I have no way of contacting her, haven't reached her. So this was just like red, red flags from the very beginning. I'm talking about from like from the very onset. But it was like once I, you know, signed the agreement and we all agreed to it. And, you know, even then it took her a while to even sign it. However, that's how it started. So I just wanted to lay the foundation. Again, I never had peace in the situation, but I felt like based on the advice that I got from my, you know, legal counsel, this was a good opportunity and it was a, the best opportunity for me in that moment. Um, you know, that's what their opinion was. I always maintained that I didn't feel like it was, I didn't feel like it was a good option. I didn't feel like it was what I wanted, but I wanted to be open and really understand, you know, their perspective and where they were coming from and trying to do what they felt would be best for the long term. So I considered it and then I ultimately agreed to it. But it was just something in me that just kind of always felt like, like, I just like, I didn't feel good about it. So after going through like about a couple weeks of trying to get in contact with her, communicate with her, I finally was able to get in touch with her. And you know, we were able to talk, we were able to set up some meetings and then, you know, things started kind of going smooth. And so, you know, she, you know, we had a few meetings, we had a few meetings with, um, other, uh, with other people that we needed to have, you know, things, things that I needed done were getting done. And so things were kind of like, they were going well. So I was just kind of like, okay, maybe the, maybe the beginning of it, maybe it was just like a little bit of, you know, um, obstacle or maybe just, you know, a little bit of, um, challenges and issues that just needed to be ironed out because I made her very aware when I finally talked to her that hey I had an issue with her lack of communication that's not how I roll you know what I'm saying I love to communicate I love to be very upfront honest forward I make my expectations known you know if there's anything going on I, I communicate if my plans change I try to be a woman of my word all of those things that is important to me that's what my expectation is and so we agreed, you know, she, as she said, she understood. And, and after that, it seemed like things were going well. So now we talking, here we are in September. So from June to, I would say mid, mid to late August, things were pretty much okay. I still felt very uncomfortable with the idea, but because things were going okay, I really was feeling like, I could tolerate it. So it never was peace, but I felt like I could tolerate it. And so it came down to, um, towards mid, the end of, um, August, mid August or so, 
where I called her and for us to um, discuss some things we had already discussed in several meetings we had had prior. But for whatever reason, in this particular conversation, even though these are things we already discussed, it was already agreed upon, it was going to happen, it was already agreed upon, it wasn't a problem. So when I go to discuss this same issue with her again, now all of a sudden she, she changed her tune. She changed her tune and she was then acting, saying like basically what I was asking her about, which is what we already agreed upon and discussed prior to, was not that she couldn't do it or it was going to be a problem or she had to go and make sure she could do it and just kind of giving me the runaround about it. And so I thought that was odd. And so I had to call her out on that because I was confused because I'm like, well, we've had these conversations. We all had these conversations. All of us sat at the table in the meeting. This was discussed from the very beginning that this is what I wanted to happen. Everybody was in agreement that it could happen. So why is it now? And we've had several conversations after this about this same thing. It was always that you always said the same thing and everyone said the same thing. Yes, it can happen. It's not a problem. We gonna make it happen. We gonna make it work. So why now are you trying to tell me something different? And when I called her out on it, then she tried to change her tune again and like, well, I'm not saying I can't do it. I just want to make sure and go back and look at the, the paperwork and documents to make sure I can do it. But I'm like, that's not making sense. So then she mentions to me that someone else called her and I guess long story short, somebody else called her and like said something to her. And so every, every, whatever conversation she had with that person caused her to change up on me, which I thought was interesting. So then in that conversation we had, she said something, she said something that totally, it really caught me off guard and it really rubbed me the wrong way. And, you know, in a, long story short, and I can't go into a lot of details and I can't say then because y'all probably wonder like, why am I talking like the way I'm talking? Right. It's because of the situation that I'm in right now that I'm going through about this situation. Um, I got to be very mindful of what I say. So that is why I'm not just outright up front saying what was said and saying what the situation is, but I'm sure at some point later on, uh, once everything is done, I'll be able to talk about it freely. Um, but she's basically in a nutshell, what she said to me in that conversation was that she was not interested. Basically she was saying like my, me and my personal welfare was not her interest or her concern, only the welfare of what she was, uh, what she was basically hired to do. (laughs) So I just was like, I just had to sit with myself for a minute. I couldn't even, I had, I couldn't even continue on with the conversation with her. I had to like get off the phone because I recognized that what, what the next things that would have probably came out my mouth would have been so out of order. It would have been so unprofessional, unprofessional, and it just would, it just would have been bad. So I ended up getting off the phone with her, and I really had to pray about it, and I really had to talk to God about it, and really like make sure I wasn't tripping because I was so offended, and I just couldn't believe she said that to me. So. I kept all that in the back of my mind, though. I said to myself, like, she changing up her story. She 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 let me know that she's being influenced by somebody else. And now you tell me that basically me and my uh, and, and my family's welfare is not the priority, only what you're hired to do. So I'm like, 
yeah okay something 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 is like really off right now but i tried to i tried to look over it and just be like uh you know i don't know maybe you know this is just like me tripping looking too much into it but it just stuck in my mind because here it is. I already never felt comfortable. I didn't want to be have in this situation. You showed me from the beginning. You obviously lack professionalism. You you don't have good communication skills. You're not a woman of your word because there are some other things that happen in that time between June and now where she was supposed to do something at a certain at a certain time. Gave her word that it was going to happen. She was going to do it at this time and didn't do it. And I had to keep emailing her and calling her and, and all of that to see you know uh, when it was gonna get done because it's something I needed done so that was already a red flag to me because I don't do business like that like I, when it comes to business I don't play those games you know what I'm saying I'm about my business you know my being professional being a woman of my word meeting my deadlines you know doing what I say I'm gonna do you know communicating 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 you know are the, at the top of my list moving to excellence you know like really you know really doing things um in in an orderly fashion you know like and, and just really maintaining a professionalism is very high priority for me so I don't I don't do business like that. So when I see that that's how you do business, that's already like red flags for me. But I kept trying to ignore it because I'm like, I'm already in this situation. I didn't already signed up for it. I didn't already signed on the dotted line. So this is going to be what I just got to deal with. So she said that a couple weeks ago in uh, about the middle of August, whatever. End of, yeah, it was about the middle of August in that conversation. So I just started thinking like I got to find a way to really just kind of in this business in this business relationship because it's not going to work for me. Well, in the midst of me trying to consider those things, me and her have a email conversation on what Tuesday or yesterday. I don't know. May have been yesterday. I think it was. Um, but anyway, we have a we had an email conversation because again I'm requesting that she take care of some business. That's what she's hired to do. That is her job. This is something we've already discussed. It's been made clear. This was the expectation. This is what I needed. So I I let sent her the email, told her what it was I needed. She responded to the email and she responded to the email in such a way that it was very much um, first of all, it was accusatory, as though she was accusing me of saying of not or, or of telling her things that were not true or you know not keep not obvious just saying stuff that wasn't true and she and so that already pissed me off and then you know she went to tell me she was gonna do what I asked her to do and that she wasn't gonna do anything else uh, outside of that and if I did need something else I had to do it in a different way and then went to repeat that same statement to me that basically what the welfare of me and my children are is not her priority her priority is the business that she was hired to you know to handle <sighs> so at that point I was like you know what when a person show you who they are you believe them that's the first thing I said to myself I said lord when she said it the first few the first times and not in that first conversation I should have believed it then. I should have saw like that's really who you are. Like it's my what I need done is not or me in and of myself or you know the the purpose of what you're even hired for to take to to even handle is for me. 
it's for, it's for my personal benefit, even though it's business. However, for you to say to me that the business is really what your priority is versus really the well the well being of me and my family, that's a problem to me. Because my the well being of my family trumps everything. That's my first priority. So when you say that to me, that let me know really the type of person you are and where your mind at and your character. Second of all, you 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 lied to me. You know what I'm saying? You lied to me and then you tried to cover up your lie. Third of all, you're not a woman in your word because every time I, so many times I've had, I have had to chase you down and hunt you down and continue to, to contact you about something you said you was going to do. And then you just, you have poor communication skills. So that, all of that was red flags and was things that was happening all along at different times in subtle ways, but it was all signs of who she really is because you know she could talk good talk we could have great conversation overall i felt like she was a good person you know i didn't really have any issues with her to be completely honest until recently you know in in, in our conversations you know that we had i would have never expected her to be talking to me like this and to be treating me like this that's what she has done in these last recent weeks so i'm so baffled at at the at her at, at her sudden change and her sudden her at her her attitude you know has has totally shifted but it was like it was certain things from the very beginning that was sticking out to me that didn't resonate with me and I but I kept ignoring myself I ignored that feeling that I had I ignored that reservation I ignored that you know that being uncomfortable I ignored that you know being annoyed you know, I ignored that because I felt like, A, I had to deal with it. This, I really didn't have no other options. I had already signed up for it. B, I tried to overlook it, give her the benefit of the doubt, you know, say, you know, maybe she's stressed. Maybe she, you know, got a lot going on. Cause she's, cause when she, I mean, she's a professional woman. She has a lot of clients. She has a lot of things that she, you know, she does in her day and her time. Her life is not all about me and what I need and what I've hired her to do. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just the reality of it. So I tried to even be even um considerate of the fact that she just really does have a lot of things going on she really is a busy woman however that don't give you no right to talk to me and like i'm a child or to down me or demean me so i had to really sit back and i had to analyze this whole situation and think about our all of our interactions from june from yeah from june to now and i'm like you know what she talked one thing but she showed me another. And when a person show you who they are, believe them. When a person keeps saying certain things to you, no matter if they apologize, which she didn't, because obviously she don't feel like she did anything wrong because she don't have no cooth. And obviously she don't have no home training. But nevertheless, even when a person apologize or, or say they're remorseful or whatever the case is, they keep saying it, they keep doing it, you know, they keep not calling, they keep not, you know, um, you know, responding, they, they keep, you know, hurting you, they keep lying to you, they keep letting you down, they keep disappointing you, they keep doing whatever it is. When a person is showing you and there's a pattern there, you believe, you got to believe it. The fruit speaks. The Bible says you can tell a tree by its fruit. When a person is constantly behaving in a way, that's who they are. That is who they are. It don't matter what they say. We can say a lot of things. It's what we do consistently. Because sometimes a person may try to do something different once or twice to pacify you. But because there's no real transformation internally, they're going to go back to their old habit. 
And they're going to keep showing who you who they are. The same thing in my last relationship. Bruh was consistent. For sure. He was just not consistent in the way that I wanted him to be consistent. Like, he constantly showed me repeatedly the same thing over and over. He constantly showed me he was not trustworthy. He constantly showed me he would hurt me. He constantly showed me he would cheat on me. He constantly showed me that my feelings didn't matter. He constantly showed me he did not care about me. He constantly showed me I wasn't a priority. He constantly showed me these things. Constantly. He said something different. Yeah, he said he loved me. Yeah, he said he would stop. Yeah, he said he was sorry. Sometimes. Most of the time he didn't. Yeah, he said he, you know, regretted. And if he could go back and he was just going through this or he he just was selfish or whatever the things, you know, he, 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 you know, he really loved me and he appreciated me. He want to be with me. He's so in love with me and he don't want to be with anybody else. And none of them other girls matter. Nothing he did matter. It wasn't about nothing. You know, he never stopped loving me and blah, 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 blah. Cry me a river. But he showed me consistently who he was the problem was that I wanted to believe what he said (laughs) and I think that's the problem because now I gotta look at myself I gotta evaluate myself and I gotta say self why is it that you want to turn a blind eye to what he's showing Or what a person is showing you and you want to believe what they're saying. Because obviously there's something going on within me that is causing me to want to to just hang on to some idea of potential. To hang on to some idea of hope. To hang on to some idea of there is going to be some kind of miracle that God is about to rain from heaven. And miraculously, what this man is saying is going to actually become what he does. Because that's what it would have had to happen. For him to truly, really, really have what he say turn into what he do, God was going to have to perform a miracle. Because he wasn't doing the work. He wasn't working on himself. He wasn't trying to deal with his issues. He wasn't dealing with the the what was the origin and the root of causing him to have these behaviors. He wasn't trying to, you know, get any type of healing. You know, he wasn't doing the work by at all. All he was doing was talking. So the only way anything was going to change if God was himself was going to do a miracle. Not to say that God can't do miracles because he can. But God's miracles always involve us. You have to want it. You have to be willing to do the work. And so the fact remains is the fruit, the actions, that's what speaks. That's what tells the truth. What a person does, who a person is, what they say consistently. That is what you know to be true. It doesn't matter what they say, their false promises, these these you know, these elaborate, you know, hopes that they feed you to pacify you, telling you what you want to hear, because some people just know some people are that good that they will tell you exactly what you want to hear and make it sound so real. You got some people who are good actors. Some, some can even drop a tear. I mean, behold, putting on a show just to tell you what you want to hear so you can stay 
as they continue to abuse you and use you. And I'm like, no, we ain't about to keep doing that. That stops now. We ain't here for it. We got to stop wanting to believe in potential. Not to say that potential can't turn into promise. However, you can't turn that potential into promise of another person. They're responsible for that. They have to turn their own potential. They have to see their potential. They have to want their potential to manifest into a promise, to manifest into something real, re, that's real. You can't do that for them. And I, I know me, that was the issue. I thought that I could love him enough, that I could support him enough, that I could, you know, pray enough, that I could do something enough that he would eventually just change that he would eventually just want to change. But the fact remains is he didn't want to change because if he wanted to change, he would have made the effort on his own and he never did. So it's like, ooh, believe that fruit. Believe it. Believe it. It don't, and again, this don't just apply to romantic relationships because I just told y'all about a whole situation that's with a business relationship and a, and a, and a woman. Like, there's no type of romantic nothing going on here. However, it's still a relationship. And every relationship still should have boundaries, should have clear expectations, should be re- have reciprocal, you know, uh, you know, respect and honor. You know, communication should be should be healthy and it should be good. And there should be trust. And anytime any one of those is lacking, then that's an issue. And so it just really dawned on me this week. Like, we got to believe the fruit, y'all. We got to believe what people show us. We got to believe the consistent actions behind people. Even your friends, even in your friendships. Like, you might have that one friend that always do something and then she always apologizing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Or always saying something hurtful, you know. And then always, I, I didn't mean it. I was just playing. I was just joking. Nah, sis, you meant you meant it, cause you say it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, got all of, got these you know passive aggressive little you know uh, little jokes, or you know have these have these little you know little puns and little jabs that they taking. You know these little subliminal messages and stuff like that. But then want to wrap it up and say they was just playing and, and joke. No, you wasn't. That's coming from somewhere. Believe that. Believe that. That person's actions is suspect. They movement suspect. It's something. You feel something. Let's talk about that part. You feel something in your spirit. You feel something inside of you that's telling you. Like something ain't right here. That's something off. You don't have peace about this relationship. You don't have, like, you don't have peace about this person. You know, you don't have, you you, you, you don't have, like, a sense of, of calm. You know, like, when this person come around or the idea of the situation or the person, you get anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, you, you start feeling, you start feeling sick or ill. You know, you start feeling angry and upset. You got to pay attention to that. Don't ignore that. Ain't nobody going to look out for you better than you. When you having those feelings, when you having those experiences about a situation, about a person, a relationship, that is that is your spirit. That and that really is the Lord trying to really speak to you through your own spirit to tell you something ain't right. That's why there's an unsettling there. 
because it's it's an indicator. You know, it's like it's like a, you know those red alerts. You know how it'll flash and make that loud sign like er er er. You know, it's like it's like an alert to tell you like, wait a minute, hold up, you need to stop, you need to be cautious, you need to evaluate the situation, you need to rethink this, you need to leave this, whatever. But a lot of times we ignore that because I have done it too. And every time I ignore it, I live to regret it. Hands down. Every time. Every time I've ignored the warning from myself. Not even what somebody else say. Because we ain't even going to talk about that. Because sometimes we ignore when people who really care about us and love us come try to tell us about a situation or about a person. and Because they see it. And then we so defensive. And we so hypnotized by their potential or their charisma or their charm that we defending them. But what the other person saying is true. But like I said, we ain't gonna talk about that right now. But it's like, we ignore ourselves. We, we ignore like your own, your body, your own, your own soul is trying to protect itself. It's trying to, you're, it's like you're trying to protect you. But a lot of times we even ignore that. And we find ourselves in these situations. And then we live in, in the aftermath of the bad decision. Because when we ignore the fruit, when we ignore what they show us, when we ignore our the sign that uh, that our own soul is giving us, that unrest and that unsettling that we have, when we ignore all of these signs and all these red flags, and we, we stick in the situation, we stick in the opportunity, we stick in the agreement, we stick in the business deal, we stick at the job, whatever it is, we learn more, more times than not, we live to regret it. We'd be miserable. We hate it. It wasn't what we thought, you know, that the person wasn't who we thought they were. And then we look back and then in hindsight, we'd be like, something told me. Because <laughs> that's the favorite, almost like one of my favorite things to say that I end up saying to myself, like, something told me this was not, I shouldn't have done this. So I should have followed my first mind. You know what I'm saying? I find myself saying that to me too often. Like, I should have followed my first mind. Like, why, why didn't I just listen? And so it's like, we got to really start evaluating our movements and our behaviors to understand like, wait a minute, why? Why am I so willing to compromise? Why am I so willing to settle? Why am I so really willing to ignore these signs to, to, to stay in this situation or to pursue this situation? And I don't even have no peace about it. And a lot of times it's because when we're broken, when we have a void and we're trying to fill it, when we have an area of that we need healing, we, we're, we're trying to self-medicate. We're trying to fill it. And so because we're desperately looking for some type of validation or some type of acceptance or some type of fulfillment, we'll oftentimes we'll settle. We'll look past the obvious. We'll look past, you know, these signs and these red flags and we'll look past the, the fruit that this person is clearly showing us and we'll, we'll decide that we want to pay attention more to their potential. But do we not realize that there is a lot of people that you see the potential in them? They don't see the potential in themselves. How can you see more potential in a person than they see in themselves? Because that's the issue. 
in order for a person to want to change or in order for a person to see that they need to change, they need to see that for themselves. And we think we can make them see that. I couldn't make my ex see that what that he has some issues, that he needs to change, that that there is something deeper going on here. It's not about him just having a problem or having a sex problem or anything like that. It's, it's something going on. There's something causing that. There's some deep wound there. You know, there is some deep healing that needs to take place because he has potential. Everybody has potential because we're all human beings created in the image of God, whether we know it or not. We're all created with potential, but everybody don't actualize their potential. That's the reality. Everybody don't actualize their potential. There's a lot of people in the grave and their potential died with them. There's a lot of people walking around right now and they are in, they're not even desiring to, to actualize or, or to come into and birth their potential. And so we think because we see the potential in a person, we see that, that, that they can be this or that, that they want to see, that they see it, or they even want it. Some people don't want that. Some people are just cool with who they are, that, but we think we, 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 we want to change them because we want them to be what we think they should be or what we need them to be. And we find ourselves in these cycles and in these and, and really just in these patterns of bad decisions because we're not believing the fruit. We're not believing the person when they show us who they are. And that's the thing that I had to really like sit and just really reflect on and meditate on this week is like you really need to believe a person when they show you who they are. It don't matter what the situation is. It is just, it will behoove you. It is in your best interest to trust that. It is in your best interest to err on the side of caution and to leave the situation than to stay in it hoping for the best. Because that's what we do. We stay in it and we just hope for the best. And when it end a disaster, when we end up in heartache, when we end up in heart heartbreak, we 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 crying our eyes out and we so you know in despair and we so destitute and we're so devastated and we don't understand how could this happen? Why did this happen? Why did this person do this to us? But guess what? The person showed us who they was. The problem was we didn't believe them. Now, do that give them the right to do to do what they did to hurt us, to mistreat us, to abuse us? Absolutely not. But at the end of the day, they were being who they were. We just, the problem was, we just thought that they was going to become somebody else. And so that's really all I got. And I'm excited about it because I think a lot of us really need to hear it. And I think a lot of us really need to be really this like, need to be leveled up. Like, okay, listen, we can't keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. That's just insanity. Literally, that's the definition of insanity. But it don't even make any sense. How can we keep do, making these same mistakes? We keep repeating these same old bad decisions and we expect it to somehow, some way, work out differently. If we really want something different in our lives, we have to take our power. We have to take the power we have over our lives and we have to do something different. And one of the best things we can do is to learn from our mistakes. It's no condemnation. Ain't nobody throwing no stones here. There's no judgment. This is a judgment-free zone. Because I'm, I'm, I'm positive that all of us have sinned in some way. 
that all of us have made bad decisions, that all of us have gotten into bad situations. I don't think there's nobody who just got, you know, just got it all together and just never really made no mistakes and life just been great. If that's you, bless you. But for the majority of us, that's not our story. But that don't mean we got to stay there. That don't mean that got to continue to be our story. We have the power to change our story. And we have to change how we respond to people, how we respond to situations. We have to change the way we process and, and make decisions. We have to change the way that we look at things. And we have to look at ourselves and, and really examine ourselves to see what is our motive. You know, what is going on with me first? You know, like, where am I at in my walk? Where am I at in my journey? Because at where, whatever is going on in my soul, whatever is happening in me internally, I'm I'm going to I'm going to respond out of that place. I'm going to make decisions out of that place. You know, I'm going to behave out of that place. So if I need healing, if I'm hurting, if I'm you know if I'm broken, you know if I'm struggling, you know if I'm angry, you know if whatever it is, if if that's what I'm dealing with, if that's what what I that what I have that is you know at at, at the center of who I am, if that is my struggle and my issue, I'm everything's going to flow from that. You know, the Bible says, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life and whatever. So a man thinketh, so is he. So whatever is in your mind, whatever is at the foundation of your mind, whatever is at the core of your heart, that's what, that's what, where you live out of. That's what everything's, everything flows from. This is why it's so important for us to redefine our worth and to discover our identity and our value. Because the moment we do that, that's going to change everything. That's going to change our mindset. That's going to change how we think, how we behave. That's going to change how we move, how, how we choose our relationships, how we choose our friendships, how we choose our opportunities. It's going to change everything because, the, because we're going to understand that we are valuable regardless of our past, regardless of what we've gone through, regardless of our mistakes, regardless of our trauma, regardless of all of that, it doesn't matter. We're still valuable. We're still worthy. We're still intelligent. We're still gifted. We, you know, we're still educated. We're still brilliant. We're still beautiful. It does not matter. Your past does not define you. It doesn't. If you do it right, what it can do is develop you. And this is what this podcast is all about. Like, let's learn from our mistakes. But what we do is got to be accountable. I got to hold you accountable, sis. Just like I got to hold myself accountable. I got to, we got to hold each other accountable because we got to say, okay, listen, we can't keep settling for mediocrity. If I love you, I can't just sit back and keep watching you just beat a dead horse or keep making the same bad decision, getting the same result or, or keep living beneath your potential. Like what kind of friend would I be? What kind of sister would I be? What kind of person would I be if if I don't try to hold you accountable so you can level up, so you can be the best version of you? Why would I want to sit sit and just continue to see you struggle? Like, I don't get nothing out of that. So it's like, I, I come to do this podcast to do just that, to, to hold, so we can all hold each other accountable to say, hey, I'm dealing with this. I have this weakness. I have this issue. I've had this experience. This happened to me. If anybody else can relate, this is how I, you know, this is how I process it. This is how I got through it. This is how, you know, what it revealed to me, this, whatever, whatever it is. And if this, and if this is benefiting you, adding value to you, blessing you, helping you, encouraging you, empowering you, whatever, that's the goal. Cause we all in this together. 
We all got something. We all have some issues. And a lot of us have the same issue. But I believe it's time in 2021, it's time for us to take our power back. It's time for us to really begin to walk in, in our in our worth, in our identity. It is time for us to walk in power. It is time for us to walk in confidence. It is time for us to walk in security. It's a time for us to walk in boldness. We have to be sure and secure in who we are, period. And we cannot keep allowing ourselves to dummy ourselves down, to continue to degrade ourselves, to continue to settle for less, to allow people to use us and abuse us and to walk all over us simply because we like them, we love them, we feel like they may, you know, have something we need, something to offer us. It doesn't matter. Nobody has the right to mistreat you. And nobody is going to respect you if you don't if you don't make them respect you. If a person know that they can walk all over you and treat you any old kind of way, they're going to do that. Especially if they don't respect themselves. You know, so it's like, we. I just want us to do better. You know, I just want us to grow. I just want us to exceed, excel, you know, to prosper. I just want us to flourish. Like, I want to see us just really, like, just doing our thing. You know, just being these, these amazing, wonderful, beautiful, powerful women that God called us to be. You know, just doing everything that he called us to do. Living the lives that is that, that, that he has really prepared for us to live. You know, just experiencing the goodness and the blessings and the promises. You know, experiencing, you know, um, the, the things we desire in our heart. These uh, these, these, these ideas and, and these, these fantasies and these dreams in our mind that we have thought about as since adult, since a child that we want for our life. You know, a lot of us, I know me, I thought about it as a kid, this whole idea of a life that I was going to live growing up, you know, it wasn't what I'm living, but I had an idea, you know, I had this fantasy, I had this fairy tale, right? That I had played out in my mind that this is what life was going to be for me. And it didn't happen, but that don't mean it can't. But the key in this is what do I, what am I going to do different? That's going to position me to get the thing that I desire for my life. And it's going to start with being honest with myself and it's going to be start doing the work and it's going to be, and it's going to start with having to change, make some different decisions, you know, and, and one being believe the fruit. When a person show you who they are, when they consistently do the same thing over and over again, believe them. Don't believe that one time they change and they and they and they do and and they, and they don't, you know, hurt you or they don't go out and cheat or you know they they do something sweet. They compliment you. You know, they do it the this one time to pacify you. It's about what they do consistently. You know, this this person who I got this business um with, you know, they don't got they don't have another time to say that to me. They don't have another time to tell me that their interest is not me and my family, but only the business they're hired to do. They don't have another time to say that to me. They've they've already made it very clear who they are and what their intent is. It's on me now to make the decision of what I need to do moving forward. It's not on her to make that choice. I'm not going to wait on her to change. I'm not going to wait on her to 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 do anything. 
I'm going to take the initiative. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the, the opportunity to do what I know I need to do because she's not somebody I need to be connected to. That's very clear. So I have the power over me and I have the power to make decisions that, that are for my life and for the life of my family. I can't change other people. I can't do anything about that. But what I can do is I can remove people out of my life that I know are not suitable or beneficial. We have to know that. You don't have to stay in no situation where a person is belittling you, when they're downing you, when they're disrespecting you, when they're demeaning you, where they're oppressing you, any of that. They're mistreating you. It doesn't matter. I don't care who they are. I don't care what they got. I don't care if they're a guru of gurus. I don't care if they got influence. I don't care if they got a big platform, a big business, they're a billionaire. It don't matter. Nobody has the right to disrespect you and to demean you and to belittle you and to and to treat you like you're less than or inferior. Like nobody has the right to do that. And you have to stand up for yourself. And if a person won't give you the respect, you demand it. And sometimes demanding the respect is the person is you taking the initiative to make that change, to remove that person from your life. Because sometimes people, they act the way they act because they don't think you're going to ever do anything about it. So I'm just want to, you know, I just want to say this, like, when are we going to stop being so mesmerized by people's potential and we going to be more mesmerized by our own potential. What about your potential, sis? What about who, what, what, what about, you know, your gifts? What about your talents? What about you? We get so caught up in somebody else's potential talents, gifts. Oh, they got this. But what about you? You got some too. When you going to be, when you going to be more serious about your own potential than you are somebody else's? When you, when you going to be, more serious about your own gifts, your own business, your own ministry, your own success than somebody else's. That's not selfish. But it does come with when you understand your own value and your own worth. And so I'm saying, sis, you worthy. You worthy. And you worth having people in your life that is going to add value to you. That is going to help you get to that next level. That is going to support you. That is going to encourage you. That is going to love you. That is going to cheer for you. You deserve that, honey. So I just want to say, sis, I hope this bless you. I hope this resonated with somebody. This is a word for somebody. It's a word for me. And I just am here to come through uh, on our Friday, just really sitting down, just having this conversation and to really open us up and to get serious about this, this journey, like in redefining our worth as women It's not going to always be easy. It's not going to be given to us. Sometimes we got to raise up. We're going to have to take it. We're going to have to, we're going to have to really assert ourselves. You know, we're going to have to really be intentional you know, about what we going to accept and we're going to have to put up some clear boundaries and we're going to have to maintain those boundaries and we're going to have to make the determination of what we are and are not going to deal with. And we have every right to do that. And that is called loving yourself. And that is what we need to do more of. Loving ourselves. Loving you enough to know when to say no. Loving yourself enough to know when potential is not enough. 
when you actually need to see some results, some action, some work. When you got to love yourself enough to know that you don't have to settle. It's okay to want more. It's okay to want honor. It's okay to want respect. It's okay to want love. It's okay to want somebody to be faithful. It's okay to want somebody to be consistent. It's okay to want somebody to be committed. It is okay for to want somebody who communicates effectively and is emotionally intelligent. That is okay. You're not wrong. And don't settle. Don't lower your standard. Because what somebody else can't meet, there is somebody who can and is willing. You shouldn't have to force nobody to come up to your level. And you certainly shouldn't have to come down from your level to meet somebody else. So that's the word. That's the nugget. That's what I want to leave you all with here at the Purity After Promiscuity Podcast. Yes, believe the fruit. Come on now. We got to stop playing and we got to get serious about ourselves. We got to get serious about loving ourselves. And so I am just like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for helping me to see that I got to start trusting myself, trusting you first when you are speaking through me and to me. But I also got to trust the fruit when a person showed me who they are, I have to believe them. And so I'm just like, sis, you, you have to believe it. I know you want to, be- I, w- I know you want to believe that they're going to change. I, I know you want to believe that they're sorry. I know you want to believe that maybe you just being a little too harsh and you tripping, but you're not. Don't let that insecurity, don't let that wound, you know, don't let that hurt. You know, don't let that that experience in your past, you know, don't let those lies continue to deceive you. Because if a person was going to change, they are going to change. They're going to change on their own. You won't have to persuade them, force them, nag them. They're going to do it because they want to. And so I don't want us to continue to, you know, be held up. I don't want us to continue, you know, to settle and just just live beneath the lives that we could put really have. You know, do you know how many times we forfeit the blessings that God really have for us? Whether you know God or not, whether you are in a relationship with God or not, the Bible tells us he makes it rain on the just and the unjust. He's kind. He's gracious. He's loving. He will bless you regardless. Period. The goal is for you to want to come and have a relationship with him. However, he'll still bless you when you don't because he just loves you anyway. And so a lot of times we forfeit our own blessing because we too busy settling for potential. We're, We're so busy settling for excuses. We're so busy settling for for these pipe dreams that this person continues to to tell us over and over again or for these fake and false apologies that this person keep giving us just to pacify us. But then they go and do the same thing. But you ain't sorry. It's like, keep your apology because you ain't mean it. 
Because if you meant it, you stop, right? We got to be serious. We got to start loving ourselves. We matter. You matter. You're important. If somebody else can't see that in you, then they, they need deuces. So I'm just passionate about this. You know, it's like, I thought I was just about to go ahead and, you know, segue out uh, of, the, of the episode, but it's like, it's still, it's still on me to say, because I believe like me, there's somebody else who's struggling right now, who's in a bad situation, who's made a bad decision, who's in a bad opportunity, who's in a bad relationship because they are so stuck on potential. They're so stuck on the lies of this person and they're hanging on to these words. They're hanging on to these false promises and to this hope that may not never manifest. How long are you willing to put your life on hold? How long are you willing to kill your own potential, your own happiness, your own purpose, your own dreams? For somebody else's potential. How long? How long are you going to love somebody else more than you love yourself? How long? That's not what God has for you, sis. Especially if you are a believer. And if you are in a relationship with God. And you know God. And you know the word. The Bible tells us the blessing of the Lord makes rich and add no sorrow. So when something is bringing you constant sorrow, you got to know that's not from God. God is not, he's not cruel. He's not a, he's, he does have no, and he has no intention. He gets no gratification out of seeing us suffer. That's why he sent his son and let his son suffer in our place. So since you don't got to, you don't have to stay in that. And I know it ain't easy. And it's easier said than done. Trust me, sis, I've been there. I was in this four-year relationship, almost four-year relationship, and I hung on the hope when it was destroying me. When it when this man was, <laughs> when he was cheating, this man came home and had whole scratches on his back, looking like a dang animal attacked him because he had just had sex with somebody else and then turned around and came and had sex with me. And they were fresh scars. And he has scars. The scratches were so deep that he has scars. I can't even begin to tell you how how much heartache and pain, how much devastation, how much torment, how much suffering, just how much horror, downright horror that I experienced firsthand because I held on to potential. I held on to the hope that he would change. I held on to the hope that God would change him. And I stayed when everything was telling me not to, when all the signs were there. I continued to stay because I kept thinking if I continued to pray, if I continued to love him, if I continued to be faithful, if I continued to do more and more and more, trying to overcompensate for an issue that wasn't never mine. He the one with the issue. He the one with the deficit. He the one that got whatever the wound is in him that's causing him to behave the way he's behaving. That ain't got nothing to do with me, but because I was so broken, I made his issue my issue. And this is why I'm saying this, and this is why I'm so passionate, because I done been there. And I know it's hard. It took me a whole, almost a whole year to truly physically 
untangle myself and to get out of this relationship. But I didn't start even the process of being able to leave until I started working on me. Until I started going on my own healing journey. Until I started to really deal with my own issues and and to really heal. I didn't have the strength to do it until I started to do the work within myself. So I am here to tell you as a witness, it is possible. Is it easy? No, but it is possible. And since you don't got to stay there. And so I just hope this reaches somebody, touches somebody. I hope somebody hears this and this is for you. Whoever it's for, know that this is intentional. It's not a coincidence. It is for you and you are worthy. You don't have to stay there. I love you and you deserve better. Believe it. And so thank you all for this, um, for again, for tuning in here at the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we're redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee. Like, share, leave a review, um, hit me up. I would love to hear from you. And I just want to leave you with this. Know that your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.